Hello, this is the Antichrist Empire Deconstruction Podcast. This is the Lady Victory. And I have found it extremely distressing to be going over Genesis 2, male headship, and the reality is that it is Roman pater familius law of ancient Rome, and it is a law that deifies men and relegates women to the role of bodies men own as men's bodies as sex slaves and rape victims, and that's extremely distressing. It's an extremely vulgar, hateful religion that is the exact opposite of the Lord. It is what ancient Rome added as their own doctrine to come up with an ancient Roman state religion falsely called Christianity, but it is not the true Christian faith. And having been so distressed by the horror and the ugliness of such a lust-crazed, pride-filled, perverted religion, I'd like to talk about the true Christian faith today. And when we talk about the true Christian faith, Genesis 1 is the true Hebrew Bible, and it's the true story of creation. And it is a beautiful, beautiful creation by a truly loving creator who created male and female fully equally as his equally loved children. And so they were created from the same ground, at the same time, from one word spoken, speaking dominion to the two of them in love. Everything is love in Genesis 1. It's perfect love. In perfect love, God loved his children just the same. He did not create woman as a sex slave. He did not create woman as just a body. He created woman as his royal daughter. He created man as his royal son. So the two of them both had free, autonomous wills, full boundaries, fully healthy human beings, fully capable of love of their own volition. There was no slavery. There was only liberty. There was only true love in the true creation of Genesis 1 because God truly is love. And that is quite the opposite of the devil who is all about um, glorifying men as God and making women sex slaves. I mean, it's, 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 it's an abomination. It's truly an abomination. And I, I think it's an absolute horror that Christians have gone along with this, that Christians have said, well, this book came to us from Constantine, so even though it seems wrong to us, we'll assign women the role of subhumans, non-persons, and we'll, we'll make men God. We'll just pretend all this is true because we read it in a book and they told us it was the Bible. Well, there's many false prophets who have come and who have written their own books. And the odd thing about these false prophets is the men are always God and the women are always sex slaves. Go figure. How does that happen? I think it happens because that's the nature of of human beings in fall. I think men are physically stronger. And when men are fallen, then they take advantage of their brute strength and they act like cavemen. And then they want to religify their cavemen mentality of wanting women to just be their slaves and wanting worship as God. 
I mean, I just think that's the way that fallen human nature is. So it's not a huge surprise that when the false religion is generated, that's what the false religion generates. <clears throat> and these churches are so wicked that, you know, I know the Lord in such power from my heart as he truly is. And all they wanted to do was just body slam me into the role of a sex slave. And they can try to act like, well, no, we're not that vulgar. We're not that obscene. Yes, they are. They absolutely are. They, they go along with all these rules of male domination and female subjugation. And they try to silence, limit, and restrict women instead of allowing us to be human beings, people, and children of God whom they respect. They, they've turned everything into lewd, lascivious, male lust, and male pride. And I'll go off on it just a little bit before I get into what I, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the good today. But if you want to look at what men want out of life, well, that's all the church promotes. You know, women know your place. Serve and worship these men. Make their lives happy. You know, I mean, you cannot get more man-centered than the Saul Paul Church. You cannot get more man-centered than this vulgar religion they try to pass off as Christianity when it's not Christianity. It's just any vulgar one-world religion of male deification and woman enslavement. That's all it is. That's all it'll ever be when men come up with their own religion. That's all they're ever going to come up with is me, me, me. And because men are sexual beings... They they turn everything into male self-centered sexuality. They they turn everything into quote unquote male headship. And that's all that these ignorant people know. I'm serious. And I'm just gonna be straight up with it. It may sound rude, and sometimes an INTP personality is very blunt and very realistic. <clears throat> but these ignorant people don't even read their Bibles, the most of them. And if they do, they don't apply any apologetics or any common sense or any spiritual discernment to it. They just go along with the whole male deification. And, and they've, they've turned a beautiful religion of egalitarianism into, you know, men need their sex needs met, meet men's needs. Women, we're here, you walk in the door and we're just going to grab you by the ear, throw you in a church pew, and tell you all about how you need to serve a man and so a man is happy. And then they, they, try to, they sweep everything under the rug, and it's all this, it's, it's total sexism. It's, it's any classic sexism made the religion where they've got to pretend that men are all this and that and a bag of chips. So they can't be realistic about anything because they've glorified men and it's like they've got to all prop that up because that's their machismo. And to me, it's like men form, and this is just the honest truth, I'm not saying that there are not good Christian men in the church. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that that whole institution is about men gathering as a pack of wolves to feed their egos on women and 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 to and to coercively control women into being sacks of meat that just exist to serve men. All it is is a religion of sexism. <clears throat> That's all they've turned it into because these people don't read the Bible. Even these theologians that act like they're experts are so into themselves that 
they read it and they're like, male headship, that's what this is all about. And that's what they fixate on because they're selfish. They're selfish people. These men are selfish. They're not mature. They're very selfish. And if they were not so selfish, why couldn't they see through these lies? Why could, if they really love the Lord and they were mature Christians, why would they not see through these lies? Why would they not realize that Genesis 2 is forged? Why, why would they, why would they plant, plant their feet on, on, on lies and make a whole religion about male deification? And men, men need their needs met. And that's what women were made for as help meets to meet men's needs and then make a religion out of that. And then they restrict women and they crush the Holy Spirit. God isn't allowed in the house. God is not allowed in these churches. And I'm telling you that they will not allow the Holy Spirit in these churches because then they'd have to give up Lucifer. And if if the Holy Spirit was allowed in those churches, they would have to give up the male self-centeredness and they don't want to give it up. That's why they formed the church. So men would get their needs met on the backs of women who they degrade, demean, silence, subjugate, and abuse. To me, those churches are nothing but abuse centers of the abuse of women. And I say that as a woman who grew up in a culture, in a religious Christian culture that was very conservative and went to these churches and was horrifically abused and persecuted because I followed the Lord. Because the main reason they persecuted me is because I have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not allowed there. The main reason they persecuted me is because I know the Lord so well that I walk in the true love of God, and I did not play their games. I, I didn't, anybody that knows me knows my, I don't even know how to defer to someone. I only know how to walk in love towards everybody the same. And so because I'm a true Christian who loves people, and walks in love and treats everybody the same because the commandment of the Lord is to love one another as he has loved us. And I did not play these games of of deference to males acting like they're God and pretending that I'm a sex slave because I couldn't get in that evil spirit and I just walk in the love of the Lord. They hated me. They persecuted me. They abused me. They battered me. They wanted, they wanted... To me, it was all sexual harassment. These men are feeding a sexual lust like they have like they just got off the, the internet and were watching porn, and then they walk in and they want everybody to play out their porn fantasy. They want the women to act like, oh, you are so all that. Oh, you know, that's what they're looking for. And it's sexual because the devil is perverted. And because the devil created this perverted religion of man and phallic worship. That's what, that's what the devil is always going to produce, is man and phallic worship. And it's always going to demand that the women just act like the men are a turn-on. I mean, that, that's literally, those churches are perverted, Okay, those churches are realms of sexual harassment of women. It's about the abuse of women. It's about men, you know, feeling like they're attractive 
and that the women are attracted to them. It's not holy. Let me tell you, it's not holy. It is not pure. These men are just looking for women to idolize them. And and that is sexual. That is lust. That is pride. When they're demanding to be idolized, human beings are sexual beings. It is a demand that you act like they're all that in a bag of chips, and it's a flirt. It's a flirt dynamic. It's not It's not the Holy Spirit. These men are in a perverted spirit. These men are in a spirit in which they're never going to be satisfied in their marriage because they're not pure. They're not holy. They were taught this exaltation of men that leaves them in a situation where they're trying to feed their ego on all women. So they're never truly consecrated in their hearts to their wives because of this male headship doctrine. It lifts them out of the position of holiness and puts them in a situation where they're like a porn addict. And I'm being real here because I'm just very discerning spiritually. And when you when when the doctrine of Genesis 2 and male headship is that Men are sex gods and women are sex slaves. Honey, it's sexual. There is a flirt dynamic going on in these churches that is from the devil. They need these women subjugated because it's their turn on. And they're getting that from Lucifer. They're feeling like this is how I feel like a man. Well, it's how they feel horny. (laughs) I'm just being for real. I don't know. I'm putting this out there. I'm not changing it. It's the truth. This is the real truth. This is the honest truth of where these men are at. Because let me tell you something. is sexual harassment in those churches. The women are being sexually harassed to be demanded to play this role of sex kittens that just are like, oh, oh, pastor, (laughs) you're so wonderful. And that is sexual right there. They're getting a, they're getting a turn on from that. They, they might not admit it. They might not even be consciously aware. I don't know if I can give them that grace to say they're not consciously aware that they're hounds, that these men are impure and unholy because they're in the spirit of Lucifer because they have not respected women, and they're in a pornographic mindset of the fall. And that's why they cannot handle it. When when I went in there, and I tend to look younger than I am, and I haven't been in there in years and years, and I'm older now, um, <clears throat> but it kind of depends on the age of the pastors or whatnot, but there's a flirt dynamic that is that spirit of Jezebel that they demand from women. They demand that women play this flirt game with them. And that, I mean, that is what's going on. And I just, I'm just immune to it. And I'm not going to play that game like, oh, you're so wonderful. And I'm so helpless. That is a flirt dynamic. And these, these pastors could not deal with it that I'm in the real Holy Spirit and I just love everybody the same and I'm not getting into that flirt spirit with them. And they, needed that, they needed that idolatry from me and there's a sexual dynamic to it 
where I felt like they were sexually harassing me, trying to force me into that role, that creepy Stefford wife role, Stefford robot, you know, where all the all the Stefford robots acted like all these flirts to all these men. They were all acting like little sex kittens. And that's that is that is Christianity. They're they're they are they act like, oh, we're so proper. We're so prim and proper. They are loose. I mean, these people are in a flirt demon. They're in a they're in a spirit of lust. They're not pure and holy. I'm sorry. They're not. These churches are set up like whorehouses where these men are set up like it's the it's like the Stafford City Club and these women come in and they're supposed to act like Stafford sex kittens who are like, oh, I just sit in the pew because you men are just so big and strong. That is sexual. These men want women to play a role that is a sex kitten role. And their helplessness, the women's helplessness and dependency and the idolization of these big, strong men. Oh, they're so smart. That is all a flirt dynamic, sexual harassment. And so when I did not give these men that power thrill, um, I literally could, it's like a man offended that he's hit on a woman and she's not interested. And um, you know how like a man who would be hitting on a woman and she's just not interested. There's no connection. She's not interested. Well, these men, these pastors, they get offended like a jilted lover. <clears throat> that, that's, that's what they come, they come down on you like a hammer because they're feeding this flirt dynamic with all the women. And I, 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 I will give some of them grace that they don't know what they're doing. But I, I come on now. They've got to know what they're doing. I don't, I don't know. I, I have a hard time understanding how people don't realize what they're doing and what they're into. But I guess that's the fall. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't register it. Maybe they don't understand it. Maybe they don't understand how lust crazed and perverted they are <clears throat> to be trying to hit on women. And to think that women are supposed to give them this idolized adoration that is a flirt dynamic. I don't know how they think that they're being pastoral instead of hounds. I don't know how they don't realize that's emotional sexual harassment, what they're doing. And that they're acting like jilted lovers, and that's what hostile sexism is all about. That's what hostile sexism is about, is that these men are feeding their own sexuality, and they call this their masculinity, but it's a pornography. They have an impure attitude. So I couldn't handle those churches because I know the real Holy Spirit, and I can minister the Holy Spirit, and I'm telling you the truth here. I can minister the Holy Spirit in literal visible glory from heaven. There's no flirt dynamic in filet love except for with your spouse. Philea love is so pure and holy, everyone else is just a sister and a brother. There's nothing sexual about it. There's no attraction. There's no um, male domination, female subjugation at all in Philea love. 
Once you get into male domination and female subjugation, you've gotten into a flirt spirit. You're in an impure spirit. It's pornographic. And these roles are sexist roles, and there's a sexuality with that sexism. So these men, they're calling their they're calling it their masculinity, but it's their pornography. It's an impure spirit that needs to subjugate women so they feel like big, strong men. It's not pure and holy. That's not the Holy Spirit. And there's a sexual harassment. And that's where this hostile sexism comes from, is that these men are hitting on women. Even if they're not, even if they're not asking you out, even if they, even if in their mind they would not ask you out, they still want that dynamic with you. They still want to feed their sense of I'm a, I'm a real man. You know, so there's something sexual about it. We are sexual human beings. I mean, so you're either going to be in the Holy Spirit impurity, or you're going to be off, and they're going to be turning loose lust and pride. That's the fall. That's the reality of human nature. So whenever there's male domination and female subjugation, there's an impure spirit. And these men, because they're they're in an impure spirit, they're, 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 they're fishing all over the place for female admiration. You see what I'm saying? They're looking for female admiration. Even if they don't want to go out with you, it is still sexual harassment that they want female admiration from you. So these pastors, maybe they didn't want to go out with me. I'm not saying they wanted to go out with me. Maybe they did want to go out with me. I didn't like how some of them behaved. But even if they didn't want to go out with me, the fact that they were demanding from me that female admiration of them and they wanted to feed on that female admiration and that male domination and female subjugation... That is sexual harassment because that's their male sexuality coming at me and I'm not their wife and they've got no business trying to get female admiration from me and that really offended me. They didn't want to just let me be a pure sister in the Lord. They didn't want to let me be a human being. They had to make me a sex object who owed them female admiration. These men are all feeding off of female admiration. And so I guess I can talk about that a little bit. And it's not as, it's not as difficult as getting into the nuts and bolts of Genesis 2 and this male headship and how it really is sex slavery. This is all the sickness of the fall. And, you know, maybe that will help, you know, some Christian women, maybe some Christian men understand what's wrong, understand what's wrong with this church. But these people do not, they do not know the Lord. (laughs) Not, I mean, I'm not saying they're not born again. I'm not saying they don't know the Lord at all, but they don't live their lives from knowing the Lord. They live their lives from culture, from tradition and institution, and from what Paul said, and Paul is a false apostle. So they're so misled that that they they misidentify the spirit of Lucifer for the Lord. And so they I, I can't say they don't know the Lord. I will say they can't discern the Lord. They don't discern the Lord well. They don't differentiate between true and false. 
they're not logical. And I, I'm an INTP personality, and I need everything logical. I, I don't need any of this flirt spirit of this sexual harassment of this religious sexism. Um, these churches are filthy. <clears throat> they think they're pure. They think they're clean. But I say it's all a show because they have turned loose the devil. And when you turn to loose the devil, these men get out of control. They get out of control. And I have read that 25% of pastors do admit to having an addiction to pornography. Well, I say that the whole Saul Paul church and the entire Genesis 2 story is a pornographic sex slave rape fantasy. Of course, these men are going to have trouble. They, they, you know, it's honestly sad because Christians do have a sincere heart. The true born again ones that are really true, sincere Christians. They, they really are born of the Lord. They really know the Lord, but they're being misdirected. And how can they find their way out of the fall when they're being directed into a pornographic sex slave rape fantasy of male headship? And Genesis 2, a woman being just a sack of meat and a clone transhumanist body made from a man's rib. That I mean, that's not what Genesis 1 says. Genesis 1, male and female were both created from the ground. They're two fully healthy, autonomous human beings. So they didn't have any of these problems with lust and pride because they were fully equal. When you lose the fully equal, you lose the filet of love. And when you lose the fully equal... And you lose the filet of love by going into male domination and female subjugation. You are ushering in a pornographic sex slave rape fantasy. And these men are pornographic. And they can't find their way out into a pure Holy Spirit because they're being misdirected. Uh, So Paul has misdirected them to stay stuck in the fall. So they really are not cleaning up their hearts and lives very well. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, I, I, I don't know how bad it is out there. <laughs> because what things look like on the surface is not the reality of what's really going on. So I don't know, you know, who's faithful to who. I don't know. I don't know how people are living. I just know that those churches were brothels. And those men, those pastors were sexually harassing, demanding female admiration, and lacking the capacity to know the Holy Spirit. Because I was capable of ministering the most powerful apostolic miracle working power gifts. Because I stand in equality, I follow the Lord, and I don't go off in this Babylonian impurity that they are planted in. And so they've been misdirected. So they're, they're, they're not drinking from a pure well. They don't have a pure word. And so how can you purify your heart? You know, the Lord said in John 17 that we're sanctified in truth. He said, if you know the truth, you are my disciples indeed, and the truth will make you free as you continue in his word. Well, his word is in the gospel of John. And so you got to continue in the gospel of John to be sanctified in truth, and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But when Rome has added all these perverted books that are all about pride and lust and male domination, female subjugation, and they, they're pornographic in, in that spirit, 
and Genesis 2 is fully pornographic, and male headship is a pornographic sex slave rape fantasy, you know, and, and these people aren't discerning enough to know the difference between the Holy Spirit. They don't know the difference between the holy and the profane. They, they don't realize how filthy Paul is. And, and they just believe his smokescreen. You know, they believe his smack. They believe his spin. And, 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 and they, they, they do get sucked into Lucifer. Because people do have a problem with pornography. People are, people are fallen. We are sexual human beings. And so people fall. People get sucked into that stuff. And, but the Lord said that, you know, the truth would make us free. So when they don't really know what the truth is, you know, it's kind of easy to understand why they're, they're not getting right with God. It's, it's kind of easy to understand. They can't tell the difference between the devil and God. They don't know the difference between pornography and truth. And so, you know, they're in religious porn is what they're in. I'm just, I don't know. You listen to me. I'm just INTP and we're blunt and we kind of tell it how it is. And so I'm just giving my truthful perceptions of how I perceive things. And that's my experience. All right. Jeremiah 31 verse 31. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they broke, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord, but. This shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. So the Lord is talking about the new covenant, and he is saying, and we're in the new covenant age, ever since the Lord went to the cross and rose again and ascended and sent the Holy Spirit, we are in the new covenant and in the New Covenant, the true scripture that matches the truth of the, of the Lord in our hearts is that we don't need anybody to teach us. We do not need anyone to teach us. So why are they setting up all these institutional churches? Because, it's, because the religion of Rome of male deification and female prostitution, male domination, female subjugation, that is a religion of indoctrination. So that's what's wrong with these churches, is that they're indoctrination centers, and I call them abuse centers of women. I really thought that I could go in there, and I had all these gifts, and I, I was always told that when you have gifts to share, you go to the church. Well, they didn't want my gifts. They wanted, they wanted to be like vampires, and they wanted to 
stick their fangs in my neck and suck some female admiration out of me. They wanted to assign me a role as a sex object. And they wanted me to be a domestic sex slave, second-class citizen. They wanted Stepford. And Stepford is like a picture of ancient Rome, you know, with a, with a cover-up going on. And there was a cover-up in that, step, in that 1970s Stepford movie. But in the New Covenant, we are to be free to be who we are, and we're to, to focus on our own personal relationship with the Lord. It's not about being indoctrinated. Um, the Gospel of John is very short, very simple, very, very plain to a born-again believer. And that's the word that we are to continue in to be the disciples of the Lord. And it's not difficult. This is not indoctrination um, in the Gospel of John. It's the true kingdom. And it's the true filet of love of the Lord. And so it's holy and it's pure and it's good and it's from heaven. While as all this other stuff is a whorehouse, basically, of pornography. That's what these men are into. That's what the Christian church has sunk into. I'm, I'm telling it like it is. And people, people can start to realize what's wrong. Because if you're truly born again, you can feel, hey, something's really wrong here. What is it? But, but, but we're taught by this culture and tradition and institution and this, this forged bunch of books that, well, it must be us because look what the Bible says right there. But the Bible has lots of forgeries in it. So we're taught not to trust uh, the own leadership of the Holy Spirit that is telling us something is really wrong here. You know, and I could really feel when I went into those churches that something was really wrong. But I really thought that I was supposed to go, and that's where I was supposed to share my gifts. But they didn't want my gifts. They wanted me to be a sex slave. They wanted me to be a domestic sex slave, second-class citizen, and they wanted female admiration. And that, you know, that female admiration that they say is a submissive woman, that is what Jezebel is. That is the Jezebel spirit right there. What they say is right is really the Jezebel spirit because they want they want a submissive woman. They want that subjugation. They want that prostitution. They want that pornographic um, image of a sex slave that's under a man's thumb and under a man's domination and control. That is the Baal worship Jezebel thing. And they lie. They say that feminism, they say that authentic Christianity where women are human beings and equal children of God, they go, well, you're not submitting to me. So that's Jezebel. No, that's the Holy Spirit. When these women submit and they get into that Stepford robot mode and, they, and these women give them that subjugation and they get that Luciferian power trip, that's Jezebel. That is Jezebel trying to get female admiration by crushing a woman and abusing a woman, like a male abuser would abuse a woman so he can control and dominate her, that he, they're trying to feed on that Jezebel spirit of sadomasochism is what it is to me because they're hurting women and they're being cruel. That's what, that's what that hostile sexism is. So I say that it's a sexist dynamic that they're learning from Saul Paul that is the Babylonian spirit and that is the Baal worship, and Jezebel was a Baal worshiper. So she was Miss Female Admiration. 
She 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 didn't just manipulate Ahab telling him what to do. She was pouring out, you know, she was dressed up as the prostitute and she was pouring out the prostitute game of female admiration of like, you big, strong man. So that is what the Jezebel spirit really is, is the is the exaltation of men as God, that Baal worship, man worship, phallic worship. And that's what they're practicing in these churches. So, so they flip everything upside down because they're in the false religion. They're in the Babylonian religion and they can't admit that what they're doing is wrong. And what they're, what they're doing to women, abusing women like that is wrong. So, you know, then they condemn the women that won't go along with them. Just like, like they're jilted lovers, you know, because they didn't get their female admiration. So, you know, they're just mad because they, they weren't able to feed their pornographic lust and get some female admiration. So they're the ones who are corrupt, the ones that are abusive towards women. And I just think that no matter, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So it doesn't matter how good somebody's intentions are in those churches. That is how it always works out. That is how it always works out. Women got to know their place. Otherwise, the men are threatened and they demand that female submission. You know, so so it's always going on in these institutional churches and people may have the best of intentions. I'm not saying that they're not sincere Christians, but I, I, I you know, I can't I can't sugarcoat the truth and I'm not going to. I'm just I'm just telling the truth as I understand it. I'm just laying the axe to the root of the tree, you know. I'm, I'm just not playing the game with them. Okay, I'm going to go to the Gospel of John. That is the true word of God. And this is the word that we are to continue in to be the Lord's disciples. John 15, 1, I'm starting there. <clears throat> I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. And <clears throat> this is my opinion of this, that, you know, we were all created originally in the image of God, and we were all, we all have the destiny, we were created for the purpose to be the children of God. And when we go to John 1, I'm going to read that to you because I believe it's everybody's destiny to become the children of God. And <clears throat> one day, you know, we will all be in heaven on earth. The, the, this earth will be recreated anew. The darkness will be destroyed. And we will all come to the Lord. We will all know the Lord. We will all be perfect one day. You know, God loves each and every one of us just the same. But during this life of human history, um, people are wicked. And uh, the fires of Revelation 18 are coming. God's judgment is coming. And on American soil, he is going to absolutely destroy the prophets of Baal who do not know him and are so abusive towards women and are blaspheming his name. 
And so that is going to come. And that judgment is deserved. But that doesn't mean he doesn't love those people. It doesn't mean they will never be children of God. He's going to raise everyone from the dead on the last day. And he's going to destroy the darkness. And I believe everyone's coming to the Lord. <clears throat> John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So the light is shining upon every man, every human being, all humanity that come into the world. So in that sense, um, that it, it includes all humanity. Now listen to this. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. So who are his own then? I would say it's all humanity. All humanity are his own. He's created them. Um, he lights every human being who comes into the world, but not all, not all receive him, not all know him. Um, but they are his own. He has created them. They were created originally in the image of God, and they were created to be children of God. So they are his own. Um, the cattle on a thousand hill are his own. They're his. So all the people in this world are his own. He is God the creator. He created these people to be his children. He created them in love. His light has shined upon them. But he said that they love the darkness more than they love the light. So they did not know him. They did not receive him. So when we are in John 15, and it says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Well, those aren't, those aren't people that know the Lord. If they're taken away, they don't know the Lord, but his light did shine on them and they are his own because he created them and they were originally created in the image of God. And he said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all humanity to me. So he's come for everyone. He took away the sin of the whole world on the cross as the Lamb of God. So he, he died for everyone. This is about everyone. This isn't about just a few. You know, God loves everyone, not just some. And he's, he's the creator of everyone, not just some. And so, you know, everyone's going to come to the Lord one day. And it's going to be the last day for some people. For some people, it's going to take destroying the darkness so that the light that shines upon them can penetrate their hearts. And of their own free will, they can know the Lord. But there are some people that the darkness is on the inside of them and they've loved the darkness more than light 
and he came unto his own and they received him not, but they're still his own. They just didn't receive him. That doesn't mean he doesn't love them. <clears throat> and so, you know, and ever since the fall of man, people have been dying. So when the Lord comes, when the Lord appears, when the fires of Revelation 18 occur and people die, and many are those who are slain of the Lord, as it says in Isaiah 66, well, they're going to be raised from the dead on the last day. They've gotten to a place in this life where they don't know the Lord and their deeds are so wicked that he's going to remove them. They're going to die, but they would have died anyway. Everybody's been dying ever since the fall. So they're going to die in the fires of Revelation 18, but they are going to be raised from the dead. And, you know, the Lord said about Lazarus <coughs> that he was sleeping, you know, and, and then he had to tell him, well, physically he's dead, but he's just sleeping. So that's why they say rest in peace, because people are asleep until they rise again and everybody will be raised from the dead on the last day. So just because people die and even if they die not knowing the Lord, that doesn't mean he doesn't love them. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean only in the human mind would we think it's too late. It's too late. Why would it be too late? They're going to be alive on the last day again. They're going to be raised from the dead. They're going to be alive on earth. They they get a second chance. And when the Lord destroys the darkness because he took away the sin of all the world on the cross, so he has full authority to, to destroy all darkness on earth by the power of his blood on the last day. That's what he's going to do. And they're going to come to him then. So that's why, that's why as I look at John 15 too, I don't think that these are people that know the Lord, but I think they are his own and his light has shined upon them. So they're in the world, but, and they are his own, but they received him not. So they bear no fruit. He said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So we can see how, how important it is that we hear the Lord's word and not something from Rome. You cannot get clean from the devil's word spoken to you. You cannot get clean from Genesis 2. It's a Luciferian parabolic fable. It's a, <laughs> it's a straight up pornographic sex slave rape fantasy false creation Gnostic myth. And that's all that male headship is. That is all that Paul, Saul Paul is teaching is Luciferian darkness. You can't get clean through that word. I talked about how these people, because <clears throat> they have fallen into these lies of male domination, female subjugation, and they think that that sanctifies them and they think that's the Holy Spirit, that's why they're such a handful. That's why they were so difficult for me to deal with because they're convinced in their own brainwashed minds that that's the Bible and I owe them female submission and female admiration and I owe them this Jezebel game. They wanted me to play with them, but I don't owe them that. 
I'm, I'm born again. I'm an equal child of God. I have the right to stand at the level ground of the cross. And I have the right to individual boundary lines. I have a right to be a human being. I have the right to be a person and a child of God. I have a right to have my own relationship with the Lord on, in a personal relationship with him. And I don't need any of these men playing God with me. And it, that is perverted. That is pornographic. That is an impure spirit. But they're not dealing with a clean, they're not dealing with a pure word that can clean them up. So that's why there's such a mess. But the Lord says in John 15, <clears throat> Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. So that's why they have this terrible bad fruit of these coverture, one flesh laws that enslaved women. It's because it's an impure word. It produced sex, slavery, and rape. That's why male headship is evil and can be shown to be evil. It's not the Lord's word. It's Paul. Paul's not the Lord. And people need to stop believing fables. You know, if people are going to believe everything they hear, you know, that's why Greco-Romans played them like a fiddle. <laughs> Greco-Romans played them. I mean, it is such a, it's such a brainwashing mind trap to trust that this book that was delivered from Rome is truly the inspired infallible word of God with nothing, nothing in it is wrong. Well, most of it is forged. And, and that's why these Greco-Roman philosophers knew that they could write this and they could lie and say it was the scripture, make up these stories, generate these fables, and then just tell people, hey, it's the Bible. It's the inspired infallible word of God. And people are so gullible and people are so religious. People are so superstitious. They blindly believe it. And then they believe, well, you know, that wasn't just Paul who said that. That was God. Well, that's ridiculous. We've got the Lord speaking for himself in John 15. This is the word that is the word that makes us clean. This will give us a pure spirit. We, we'll know the truth from the word of the Lord in the, in the gospel of John. He says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. So we're supposed to have the power of prayer as true born-again believers. And, and by the power of prayer and fellowship with the Lord himself living in our hearts, we are to know the truth. The truth is living in us. And we, you know, we should be able to be free to go, you know what? I don't agree with Paul. I think Paul's whacked. I think Paul's a fruit loop. I think Paul is a jerk. Because that's what he is. And worse, he's a wolf. John 15, 5. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. So we're not supposed to have a middleman between us and the Lord. Women aren't supposed to have a husband that's between them and the Lord. Church 
<laughs> people aren't supposed to go to institutional churches. Constantine came up with that. But Christians are not supposed to go to church and have a pastor between them and the Lord. Nobody is supposed to replace the Lord. Paul cannot replace the Lord. Paul is not an authority figure and his word is not equal to the Lord speaking. He's just an early church leader. That's Romanism to so exalt a man and to let a man replace the Lord. It's also the dysfunction of being fallen human beings. Fallen human beings, um, just because of the trauma, just because of the injury, people get religious. People want to follow a man according to the error and the wounds and the pain and the injury, the trauma that is inside of them. That's how people get pulled off into wrong directions. But true Christianity, authentic Christianity is a personal relationship with the Lord. One-on-one personal relationship. Just like the Lord said in Jeremiah 31, he has written his law in our hearts. We know him. And so we, we, we cannot leave the Lord to follow a, a, a man we never met. I, I, my book series is Yeshua I Know, because we know the Lord, but none of us ever met Paul. How many people do you know that ever met Paul, the great apostle, quote unquote? Nobody. Nobody ever met him. And yet you're believing letters from a, a man who says he was a first century apostle. But these letters are written by Greco-Roman philosophers. They're, they're written to brainwash people. They're teaching a false religion. <clears throat> they're like no other. They're, 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 they're just the same as a false prophet coming up today and saying, I wrote scripture and I am this great apostle and I write scripture and now you have to follow the new commandments that I give you and I'm going to reorder the church. Never mind the Lord in the gospel of John. I'm taking over from here. Now everybody has to do what I say because I'm getting commandments direct from God. And when I write a letter, that letter comes straight from God. Well, if, if a man arose today and pulled that, we'd all go, no, you're not. That's not true. Well, what do you think? What do you think born again believers in the first century thought about Paul? Quote unquote. What do you think they thought? Do you, do you think born again believers in the first century <clears throat> were like, okay, the Lord came, the Lord lives in our hearts. But we need a church leader to tell us how to be Christians. And, and oh, look, we've got a man who's rising up saying that he writes new commandments and everything he says is from God and he's our new leader and he's taken over. Oh, well, let's all just follow him. That'd be no different if today a man rose up like that. We'd all go, forget you. <laughs> no way. That's not how Christianity works. Well, what do you think they did in the first century? What do you think they did in the first century? You really think they'd, they'd receive Paul? Of course they would not. They'd feel about him just like we would feel about any man today making those claims. Because the truth lives in them. Jeremiah 31. 
it's a new covenant. This is not a covenant in which we follow a man. This is not a covenant in which we follow a church leader who teaches us. It, Jeremiah 31 says, you're not going to need anybody to teach you. You're going to know me. So what we have to get back to is this personal relationship with the Lord. And that's why we have to stick to the Gospel of John. And my first book, Big Bad Wolves, Hiding Under Bible Covers, please get it. Please really read and understand that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are forged false gospels. If you're truly born again and you get that book, you're going to have your eyes opened. You're going to see that only the gospel of John is authentic. So we're not, we're not supposed to follow church leaders. We're not supposed to receive new commandments. We are supposed to have a personal relationship with the Lord. That means we've got to stop being so dysfunctional looking to a man. That is the fallen nature. That is getting religious. It is the pain in people. It is the injury. It is the trauma. It is the woundedness that is exploited and dragged into codependent dysfunction of following a man. And that's why people go for religion because they're wounded. They're injured. That's why they join cults. And following Saul Paul, who people never met, they never knew him. He's just an early church leader who, who, you know, nobody with any common sense in the first century would have followed. No, nobody led of the spirit would have followed Saul Paul. They would have said, you know what, Mr. Great Apostle, I know the Lord myself. I don't need your letters. I have the Lord I know the author. I know the word. The truth is living in me. I've got the gospel of John. I've got the Lord in my heart. Why would I want your letters, dude? Why would I want your great power to rule over me? Why would I, why would I be looking for a false Christ at this point to be my great church leader? You know, so it's ridiculous that people assume that, the, that what Paul says is true and what history tells us is true. You've got to use your common sense and understand nobody in the first century would have followed a man like that if they truly knew the Lord. Now, false Christians would. The Gnostic Christians would. And Paul is a Gnostic apostle. So you've got to ask yourself, You know, how many born-again Christians are brainwashed, but how many of these people that are so male headship and Paul-oriented and so fixated on that, how many of them really know the Lord? John 15, 6, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them, And cast them into the fire, and they are burned. So, people that follow Paul are not abiding in the Lord. They're not. They're abiding in Paul, and he's, he's a wolf. So, they're abiding in a false Gnostic apostle. In a false Gnostic gospel. All right, my website is theladyvictory.com. Please remember the the, theladyvictory.com. I'll put links below. I've got links below to my books. God bless you.